0: all right kid here's the deal at any given time there are around 1500 aliens on the planet most of them right here in manhattan and most of them are decent enough they're just trying to make a living cab drivers uh, not as many as you'd think humans for the most part don't have a clue they don't want one or need one either they're happy they think they have a good bead on things uh, well why why the big secret people are smart they can handle it the person is smart people are dumb panicky dangerous animals and you know it 1500 years ago, everybody knew the Earth was the center of the universe. 500 years ago, everybody knew the Earth was flat. And 15 minutes ago, you knew that people were alone on this planet.
1: Imagine what you'll know
0: tomorrow.
2: on the sidewalk carjacking old lady at a red light pull a gun on the owner of a liquor store you think it's cool act a fool if you like cuss out a cop spit in his face scope on the flag and light it up yeah you think it's tough well try that in a small town see how far you make it down Round here we take care of our own you cross that line it won't take long for you to find out i recommend you don't
0: try that in a small town hi everybody this is ed hoffman and welcome to the main event i opened up with that scene from the movie men in black from 1997 and uh you know uh uh, You know what? People are dumb and they think they then they don't know what's going on. You know, those are called Democrats. They're they're ill-informed, misinformed and uninformed. And uh, imagine imagine, you know, hey, we knew we knew the that we were the center of the universe. Uh, Fifteen hundred years ago, five hundred years ago, we thought the world was flat. And. uh A few minutes ago, you thought we were alone on the planet. Imagine what we'll know tomorrow. Imagine what we're learning in the last few months, imagine how gullible we were for the last three years uh, from COVID to every other BS that the Democrats. I mean, the COVID came out when came, COVID came out while uh, Trump was in office. But you know what? This was devised. We, we know from comments that uh, Tony Fauci said about, we know we're going to have a, a uh, pandemic in the next year that the new, new administration is going to have to deal with. How did he know that? How did he know that? And then it was so surprising. And then they made us all scared of it and let us shut down our lives. And, uh, you know, we, inst- to avoid a physical death, we instilled a, a social death on ourselves. And now everything's coming to light. Everything's coming to light this, this, uh, you know, every, I'd say this week, but every week it seems to be more and more. And surprisingly, half of the country, doesn't believe it, or they're not seeing it because they watch CNN or they watch network news or they watch PMSNDC or they or they just don't tune into things and they don't take it all in. I mean, I I I watch Fox and I watch Newsmax and I watch what's on. I watch various websites and I and I pay attention and I still don't take all that. I still take it all with a grain of salt and then I flip over every now and then. CNN and PMS NBC just so I can see what they're saying and then I just use my my brain and say what makes sense to me which is what everybody should do in my opinion everybody should should be saying hey you know Ed Hoffman says this but don't take it at face value use your logically thinking brain and and figure that out that song was try that in a small town by uh, Jason Aldean which is in which is all the news this week because Everybody's uh, insulting it because the video came out. The video came out and showed all the riots and all the all the attacks going on our our uh, our country, our civilization, our communities uh, during the 2020, during the George Floyd protests, and we had we had all this stuff going on. We had our Vice President Kamala Harris putting out tweets to to raise money for GoFundmes to get all these uh, all these Um, all these people that are causing these riots to get them out of jail so they can go do it again. You know what? That song, try that in a small town is talking about small towns. And I, and you guys know, I've been up in Montana for three weeks. I'll be back in the, the Riverside studios next week, but it's so different when you get out of the big city. So I'm in, I'm in Bozeman. I have a Bozeman address, but I'm really on the outskirts of Bozeman. I'm really not in the city of Bozeman. I'm in an un- unincorporated area. I'm a couple miles from a town called Belgrade and about seven or eight miles from the center of, uh, of Bozeman. And it's just different up here. Once you get out of California, it's different. And it's a different attitude. And you know what? Just common sense. The things that we think are America just live here. And things that we think are, are un-American that we're seeing unfold every you know in California and all the big cities, you know it doesn't have to be that way. And I want to share, share an experience that happened while I was up here because we have a in my neighborhood in, in Merino Valley, we have a uh, we have a, a neighborhood watch text thing. I know there's apps that do this, but we just we just put all the neighbors on a group text. And uh and this is a warning. This is a warning for those of you that uh, live in certain areas, and for you investors that buy Airbnb Airbnbs. So um, we have we have a uh, large houses in our neighborhood. We're in probably the nicest neighborhood, and a kind of a tucked away. Nobody knew about it till they accidentally stumbled onto it. Little neighborhood in uh, in Moreno Valley, and we're uh, half acre lots and three thousand square foot plus houses and um and people come in to to do repairs on the house where they come in for it and they go wow i never knew this neighborhood was here and uh which is kind of what i said when when i bought somebody recommended, hey go up there to this track. and i go wow i didn't know this neighborhood was here well one of our neighbors uh sold sold their house back in the end of uh 21 for 935,000 and it's uh probably 35 or 3800 square feet big lot with a swimming pool and a big entertaining backyard. Um, And, you know, the, the seller, the realtor told me the seller said he want, he wanted this house bad because it was in a neighborhood with one of his relatives lived in our neighborhood. And uh, he bought it and decided to put out, out as Airbnb. Now, I don't know why people uh, rent houses for Airbnb in Merino Valley, but I assume they come in for, uh, to visit relatives and So they want to rent a house because it's uh, nicer than renting a a motel. And uh, but what happened on July 4th is somebody rented this big party house and someone was. So whoever rented it was doing a pay to enter party on 4th of July. So they ran out. I don't know what this place rents for. um, It's probably a lot. And they come in and they they advertise they advertise a party and you got to pay to enter and I'm sure that there's lots of bedrooms in this house and and I'm sure they probably had prostitutes and they pro- had probably uh, uh drug dealers in there and there was a big loud disturbing party and the neighborhoods neighbors were talking about it and by the end of the night uh, illegal fireworks which is everywhere in everywhere it doesn't matter if it's illegal people are s- blasting off fireworks. But uh, by the end of the night, there was a shooting there. And, and I started getting on my soapbox on the, on the text, telling people, hey, you know what? We have to take our community back. And I'll shorten it up. But the the guy who owns it texts text the guy, the neighbor across the street and said, hey, we're going to take it off of Airbnb. We don't want all the neighbors mad at us. And, uh, but we do have a couple of bookings in July. We're going to let them go. Uh, but we're no longer airbnb Last Saturday there was another big loud party, and all the neighborhoods are talking. Hey, it's going up again. It's going on again. Same thing. And uh, one of the neighbors said, "I called the non-emergency line uh, and reported it." I'm thinking to myself, "Why would you call the non-emergency line? Call 911." And maybe 911 told the neighbor to call the non-emergency line, but I just go, "What? What? You know, if you see something, say something. We got to get. We've got to take our neighborhood back." And I have uh, Chad Bianco's cell phone number, so I text him and said, Hey, Chad, same house with the shooting from 4th of July going on right now. Can you send some of your guys over there? And within about a half hour, four patrol cars, eight deputies, and shut the thing down. So while things are in a, in a small town are different because everybody takes, takes uh, action, in the big towns, we still have our communities. We still have our neighborhoods. But you got to not be afraid to call 911. And well, I don't want to call 911 because then they're going to say the neighbor called, and they're going to point at our house. You know what? Until we take a stand, until we take a stand, nothing gets done. And you can you can live in a bigger city and treat it like a small town because my neighborhood's my neighborhood, and our small communities are small community, and you can treat it like that. And until we do. Nothing's going to change, and uh, and there's another house going up for sale there. And I and I told one of the neighbors, someone should tell tell the listing agent that, hey, we don't want we don't want anybody in here that's not owner occupied, because we just don't want that in our neighborhood. And eventually, will they will pass a anti Airbnb ordinance so you you can only rent your rent houses out for thirty days at a time, because um, we don't have we're not against renters, we just don't want. You know, you got to, there's only one kind of renter that Airbnb is a big giant house like that. And it's, they're not up, they're, they're not, they're not having, having, uh, good intentions, in my opinion. So, anyway, that's my little soapbox for, uh, for the, uh, the, the, the news of the day. The try that in a small town. If you haven't heard it, go on, uh, go on YouTube and listen to it, watch the video. Um, they're making a big, a big, uh, a big, hoop-de-hoop over uh, over something that is what we're all thinking. We need to take our country back. So anyway, I got a lot to talk about that. But before I do, let me introduce myself. For those who don't know me, my name is Ed Hoffman. I'm with United American Mortgage. If you're interested in getting involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate and you need financing and you want to talk to somebody who thinks like you, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, day or night, toll-free, area code 855-640-2020. If you want to get some information on financing or real estate, whether that's to uh, refinance a piece of property you own, whether that's to purchase a property that you'd like to own, or do want to find out more information on that reverse mortgage thing on a property that's in California or another state, go to Ed Hoffman. You don't want to talk on the phone. Go to edhoffman.net, click on United American Mortgage Logo, and we'll do the cyber thing. Put in as much information as you want me to have. Tell me how much information you want back. You'll you'll hear back from either myself or one of my talented teammates who will help you find the missing pieces to your real estate financing puzzle. Um, If you hear any part of the show you want repeated, stay on And go to the podcast page. You can hear this show as well as several past shows. And you can also get the podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes, Apple Podcasts, where you can uh, subscribe for free. And once a week, once a week, it'll download to your uh, device a day early uh, before it goes on the radio. I record on Friday mornings. It uploads Friday afternoons and it'll download shortly, shortly thereafter to whatever device you're listening to podcasts on. Um, if you have comments in the show, send me an email to ed at edhoffman.net. Okay, I got through that fast because I used too much time in the talking about my neighborhood issue. I will tell you, three weeks in Montana was beautiful. We hate to go back, but hey, you know, life goes on and we have things coming up, including two weeks in Europe in in August, during which time you'll have a substitute in here. Mr. Scott McAfee will be uh, filling in for me while I'm in Europe. So anyway, uh, I've never been to Europe, so I'm looking forward to that. So uh, let's talk about what's going on. Donald Trump Reportedly about to be indicted for the third time in the last three months. And it's the fourth separate legal challenge he's now battling as he continues to lead in the Republican primary polls. Uh, you know, and and let me just put in while we're talking about Trump and the primary polls, he's the only sure thing we have. Every we got a lot of other candidates that seem like good candidates. But we don't know what they're actually going to do. Trump's the only who know one that we know for sure is going to do what he says because we saw him do it in the first in the first term. So anyway, uh, how we know he's being indicted again? Special Counsel Jack Smith reportedly notified Trump that he's the target of a grand jury investigation for his role in January six. Didn't we have a whole committee devoted to the investigating this? And uh, then didn't we find out from uh, Tucker Carlson? All the videos that uh, Liz Cheney and her group uh, left out, so we wouldn't really know the truth. They painted their narrative. and was that was all that stuff not good enough? And of course, and of course, we know that if you were in washington, d c on January six, whether you said anything to anybody or not, they caught you on some video, and a few months later, they found you at your house in whatever state you were and brought you in to prosecute you. Um, But they can't find out who dropped a little bag of cocaine in the White House, the most secure building in the in the in the world. (sighs) I don't know, Uh, but I digress. I digress. Let's get back to this. Um, So wasn't all those investigations on January 6th enough? Of course not, because now Trump is running for president again and they won't stop until he's behind bars or he quits the race. And I just don't think that's going to happen. And yet there's no clear answer on what crime they'll charge him with in order to achieve this goal from Politico on Tuesday. While the specific crimes that Trump may be charged with are not clear, Smith's team has been eyeing potential obstruction charges related to Trump's actions in the days leading up to January 6th and on that day itself, including pressuring Mike Pence to block the certification of Joe Biden's electoral victory. So apparently that's a that's a uh, that's a uh, breaking the law. But as I understand it, if there's suspicion that there's uh, some some problem with the uh, with the election, he could have he could have delayed it anyway. So at Sean Hannity's Iowa town hall event on Tuesday, Trump revealed that the letter arrived on Sunday night.
2: It's never been done like this in the history of our country. I got the letter on Sunday night. Think of it. I don't think they've ever sent a letter on Sunday night.
0: Yeah, well, I think that's kind of the way of the way of the of the world now, Uh, you know, that deliveries come on all days of the week. I see uh, the post the post office, of course, post and I see it from Amazon and I see it from UPS and I see it from FedEx. Of course, the Amazon, but the, the postal office guys are government workers, so they're getting paid triple time on Sundays, Sundays, just because it's the government. Then all three of Trump's other cases had new developments this week as well. On Tuesday, Trump attorneys were in Florida, in a Florida courtroom, to ask for a postponement of the class, classified documents case. You know, the one where uh, he took uh, he took uh, classified documents uh, when he left the White House, just like all the other presidents do, just like Obama or just like Biden did when he was a vice president, just like Biden did when he was a senator, which is completely illegal, but uh, no crimes there. Uh Trump was aiming Trump's team is aiming to postpone the trial till after 2024. Judge Aileen Cannon did not agree with that. She said she'll issue an order with a trial date promptly. And as of Friday morning, that's supposed to be in May of 24. And I'm uh and I'm sure we all remember this, but just in case, Jack Smith, the same counsel who's going after Trump now, is the same special counsel who charged him in the document case. So uh also known by uh, uh, in Trump's in Trump's uh, vernacular, deranged Jack Smith. But Jack Smith isn't the only one. There's also Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg with Stormy Daniels' case. Yes, that's still going on in uh, going on in New York State Supreme Court. And on Wednesday, a federal judge in the New York in New York rejected Trump attorney's request to move that case into federal court. Trump's team wants to move move the case moved to federal court because of Alvin Bragg's biases course, if there is any other any other uh, defendant other than Trump, or any other case, uh, judges and prosecutors re- do what they call recuse themselves when there's a when there's a bias or some kind of conflict. Of course, that doesn't happen when Trump's involved. In their attempt to have the cases moved, they argued that arranging the hush money payment to Daniels was an official act rooted in constitutional concerns, out of a decision to separate its personal business. From his public duties, the judge disagreed, of course. And we still have the election interference case in Georgia, where Rudy Giuliani and Sidney Powell hired a tech savvy Trump supporters to steal Dominion voting machine data from polling places, uh, particularly in January 7th of 2021, which was after the election was was uh, certified. So I'm not sure what they were why they were trying to do it still. And they and they hired and supposedly hired fake electors to sign a certificate stating that Trump had won won Georgia. Here's what happened on on that this week per Politico. Georgia's highest court has unanimously rebuffed a last ditch bid by former President Trump to try and head off potential indictment for tampering with the results of the 2020 presidential election in that state. Even though we all know no half of America thinks that the Democrats uh, tampered with the whole election to begin with. But it's not politically correct to say that at the same time, we half of the country believes that doesn't believe that Obama was born in Hawaii. But that's not politically correct to say that either, because it's racist if we say anything bad about Obama in a five page decision issued Monday afternoon. All nine justices of the Georgia Supreme Court said Trump's lawyers had failed to make a persuasive case for shutting down the inquiry led by Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis. She has signaled that the indictments are possible in an election-related probe in the next few weeks as the grand jury convenes to consider possible charges. So, hey, they've got all these cases. They've got the Stormy Daniels case. They got the classified documents case. They have the January sixth case, the Georgia election case. All these things are going on with, and they're trying to connect these dots with the thinnest, the thinnest of, of razor thin thing that razor thin circumstances that they can connect to create a crime there. Meanwhile, we have everything going on with Biden that we have rock-solid evidence that we'll talk about in the second half, and they're not doing any, any of that. So on top of all that now, Trump is being indicted for January 6th. On True Social, Trump posted an image Tuesday where he revealed the news to the followers. Deranged Jack Smith, the prosecutor with Joe Biden's DOJ, sent a letter. Again, it was Sunday night stating that I am a target of the January 6th grand jury investigation and giving me a very short four days to report to the grand jury, which almost always means an arrest and indictment. So now Joe Biden's Attorney General Merrick Garland, who I turned down for the United States Supreme Court in retrospect, based on his corrupt and unethical actions, a very wise decision, together with Joe Biden's Department of Injustice, have effectively issued a third indictment and arrest of Joe Biden's number one political opponent, who's largely dominating him in the race for presidency. Nothing like this has ever happened in our country before or even close. Okay. Not surprisingly, Trump's 2024 Republican primary rivals were asked to weigh in. His top contender for the nomination, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis said this to CNN's Jake Tapper.
3: If Jack Smith has evidence of criminality, should Donald Trump be held accountable? So here's the problem. Uh, This country is going down the road of criminalizing political differences. And I think that's wrong. Alvin Bragg stretched a statute in Manhattan to be able to try to target Donald Trump. People, even people on the left acknowledge, if that wasn't Trump, that case would not have likely been brought against a normal civilian. And so you have a situation where the Department of Justice, FBI, uh, have been weaponized. Uh, against people they don't like. And the number one example of that happened to be against Donald Trump with the Russia collusion. Uh, That was not a legitimate investigation. That was being done to try to drive Trump out of office. And so what I've said as president, my job is to restore a single standard of justice to end weaponization of these agencies. We're gonna have a new FBI director on day one. Uh, We're gonna have big changes at the Department of Justice. This country needs to have a debate about the country's future. If I'm the nominee, we'll be able to focus on President Biden's failures and I'll be able to articulate a positive vision for the future. Uh, I don't think it serves us good to have a presidential election focused on what happened four years ago uh, in January. And I hope he doesn't get charged. I don't think it'll be good for the country. uh, But at the same time, I've got to focus on looking forward and that's what we're going to do.
0: I have to say I agree with uh, with DeSantis's comments. We need to have a uh, conversation about the future of our country And for the most part, that's going to be happening before the election. Former South Carolina governor and U.N. ambassador Nikki Haley had this response.
1: The rest of this primary election is going to be, in reference to Trump, is going to be about lawsuits. It's going to be about legal fees. It's going to be about judges. And it's just going to continue to be a further and further um, distraction. Can't keep dealing with this drama. We can't keep dealing with the negativity. We can't keep dealing with all of this.
0: Which in plain English means don't vote for Trump, vote for me instead, which is apparently is what, what, uh, what DeSantis is saying as well. That's kind of, the, that's kind of the, the, whole, the whole platform of all the Republican candidates that are saying, hey, I'm different. I'm an outsider. Vivek Ramaswamy makes, makes a great, uh, a great uh, argument. He, sound, he goes, I'm an outsider. I'm a businessman. I'm this. And I say to myself, hey, you know what? That's the same thing that we had with Trump. And I just don't I just don't know that we're going to get the same same results with Ramaswamy or anybody else, because we know our enemies were feared, feared uh, Donald Trump. We know that our and we know that we were respected uh, around the world and we know that we wouldn't have a Ukraine war. We wouldn't be worrying about uh, China invading Taiwan if Trump was there. We wouldn't have uh, him meeting with other heads of state and almost falling asleep while he's talking to them or can't look him in the eye or uh, you notice now at, uh, uh, they've got Biden wearing tennis shoes so he doesn't trip in his in his uh, dress shoes and they got a new they got a new lower staircase on the on uh Air Force 1 so he goes into the the belly of the plane instead of where everybody normally goes in because they don't want him to trip in front of people and uh it's we you know we'll we'll have we'll actually have a president that'll make us proud that we're Americans like we did three years ago. So anyway, hey, I've got one more, one more clip to play on this subject, but I'm going to play it in the second half because it leads right into the, into the whole subject of the second half. So uh, stay tuned for five minutes of traffic, weather, sports, and commercials, and I'll be back with lots, lots more.
2: Got a gun that my granddad gave me. They say one day they're going
0: Welcome back to part two of the main event. My name is Ed Hawkman with United American Mortgage. I don't talk a lot about uh, real estate and finance on the radio, but the other uh, six days and twenty-three hours and fifty minutes, uh, other twenty-three, hours, the other, the other six days and twenty-three hours of the of the week, that's all what I talk about all the time till I'm driving my wife crazy. Hey, can we talk about something else besides real estate? <clears throat> so anyway, if, you, uh, if you're if you interested and you need you need some help on uh, real estate or finance and you need, uh, you need to talk to someone who thinks like you, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, dear, night toll-free area code 855-640-2020 or go to edhoffman.net and click on the United American Mortgage logo and we'll do the cyber thing. And some of you guys out there, I had had somebody call me and said, you know what, I listen to your show every week. And uh, I want to buy a house and I talked to this uh, agent and I just, and I talked to this uh, lender and they want to do everything very unpersonal on the internet, do all this stuff, which is kind of what everybody does now. But he goes, it just wasn't a pleasant experience. And he goes, I don't know why I didn't just pick up the phone and call Ed, And uh, he did. And now we've got him, got him uh, happy. And uh, he's talking to someone who thinks like him, everything's all good. So, uh, so, don't forget when you're thinking about refinancing, when you're thinking about buying a house, uh, call me, 855 640 2020 or net. And um, uh, so in the first half, we were talking about all the Trump indictments, all the Trump indictments that are coming down, all these uh all these things that are trying to find out what Trump's breaking point is. If you saw, if you saw Trump on Hannity, you could see, you could see it's wearing him down. I mean, it, I mean, it would wear me down. Uh, and, you know, the more he gets out into, uh, you know, I'll tell you that this radio show is a lot of work. It's a lot of work for me. And at this point in my life, you know, I could I could enjoy the extra time, but I really enjoy when I hear comments from you guys that you appreciate what I'm, what I'm doing. And uh, so when you send me an email or I see you in public and you guys say, hey, thank you for what you do, Makes it all makes it all worth it, and I'm sure that's where Trump's getting a. He's out out in public, and he's doing rallies, and he's hearing how much people love him, and uh, and he's. I'm sure that recharges him up, and uh, but you could tell naturally it would it would it would wear down on anybody. But they want to see they want to see at what point Trump's going to say screw it, drop all these charges, I'll get out of the race. And in my opinion, that won't happen. That won't happen. He'll go all the way. And like I said, if as long as he's in the race, I'm behind Trump because I know he's the sure thing. I like I like a whole bunch of the other candidates, but I think they need we need someone who's strong enough to turn this thing around. And I don't care. I don't care if you think think he's an a-hole or whatever. We know what he does for this country. I've never I've only I've only met face to face one president, George W. Bush, and I got to talk to him for about a minute and a half. And, uh, I've never had anyone over to my house for dinner and I've never had one of them date my daughter and I've never had one of them, uh, preach in my, in my, in my church. So all I really care about is run our country and, and treat our, treat our tax, uh, our tax money that you're stealing from all of us taxpayers, uh, spend it responsibly. That's what's important to me. And it should be what's important to you. Well, you know, I, I just don't like him. Who cares who cares if you like him? Do You like what he did in our for our country? Probably one of the greatest uh, presidents of our time. So anyway, I played a bunch of people. I I held this. I held this clip uh, that Kevin McCarthy still trying to get back in the good graces of conservatives. He immediately came to Trump's defense when they're talking about these indictments. And uh, and here's Kevin McCarthy on the Trump indictment.
3: Well, I guess uh, under a Biden administration, Biden America, you'd expect this. If you notice recently. President Trump went up in the polls and was uh, actually surpassing President Biden for re-election. So what do they do now? Weaponize government to go after their number one opponent. It's time and time again. I think the American public is tired of this. They want to have see equal justice, and the idea that they utilize this to go after those who politically disagree with them is wrong.
0: Yeah. Next, uh, McCarthy put put a had his staff put together a video on Biden on the Biden crime family that he presented to congressional Republicans on Tuesday. Why? Probably because of what we saw. He was priming everybody up for what was about to happen on Wednesday. No explanation has been given, but the video was provided exclusively to Fox News, and here it is. Vice President Biden, there have been questions about the work
3: your son has done in China and for a Ukrainian energy company when you were vice president. In
1: retrospect, was anything about those relationships inappropriate or unethical?
2: Nothing
4: was unethical.
1: President Biden's brother and son are both under investigation.
4: Officials are looking into their business dealings overseas. If you like that
5: um, country Biden's business associates sent over a million dollars to three of their family members, any
4: reaction to that report? That's not true. My son has not made money in terms of this thing about uh, what are you talking about? China.
1: CBS News has learned that more than 150 transactions involving either Hunter or James Biden's global business affairs were flagged as concerning by U.S. banks for further review. Some of those concerns included large wire transfers. The most comprehensive statement we have is from the White House chief of staff, and that was earlier this week. And he said that the president is confident his family did the right thing, adding these actions by Hunter and James are private matters and don't involve the president.
4: I, I have never discussed with my son or my brother or anyone else anything having to do with their businesses, period.
5: Mr. Biden, how involved were you in your Chinese
0: shakedown text message? Were you sitting there? Were you involved? No, Were
3: you? No. Shapley, who is still working for the IRS, told us that even before President Biden took office, he was directed to avoid leads involving Hunter's father. I'm honest. There were certain investigative steps that we weren't allowed to take that could have led us to President Biden. And you wanted to take them. We needed to take them. And you weren't allowed to take them. That's correct.
0: And, you know, uh, this was clearly a prelude to what we saw on Wednesday. Uh, This week, we saw a couple of interesting hearings unfold in front of our eyes. The House Oversight Committee held a hearing, was the first one, held a hearing featuring both IRS whistleblowers from the tax probe that led to Hunter Biden getting a slap on the wrist and serving zero jail time, even after it blew the lid off a whole lot of illegal activity over the period of five years. Let's start with two minutes of, the chair, of Chairman James Comer's opening statement, where he reminded everyone that this investigation is about a lot more than Hunter's crack addiction and his unpaid taxes.
4: In just six months, we have obtained thousands of pages of financial records. This includes bank records for Biden family associates and suspicious activity reports generated by the Bidens and their associates' high dollar or foreign business transactions. What these records reveal is astonishing. The Bidens created over 20 shell companies, most of which were created when Joe Biden was vice president. Bank records so far show the Biden family, their business associates, and their companies received over $10 million from foreign nationals and related companies. A lot of this money poured in while Joe Biden was vice president. Despite creating many companies after Vice President took office, the Biden family used associates companies to receive millions of dollars from foreign companies in China, Ukraine, and Romania. After foreign companies sent money to business associates companies, the Bidens then received incremental payments over time to various different bank accounts. These complicated financial transactions were used deliberately to conceal the source of funds and total amounts. No normal business operates like this. What were the Biden selling? Nothing but influence and access to the Biden network. This is an influence-peddling scheme to enrich the Bidens. We need to know whether Joe Biden is compromised by these schemes and if our national security is threatened. The Burisma executive claimed that he paid Joe Biden $5 million in exchange for certain actions. He didn't pay the, quote, big guy directly, but that he used so many bank accounts that it would take 10 years to unravel. Now, that sounds an awful lot like how the Bidens conduct business, using multiple bank accounts to hide the source and total amount of the money. Today, we have two brave incredible Irish whistleblowers who have risked their careers to come forward and, and provide important testimony. Thank you all for being here today. I know it was not an easy decision.
0: You know, these things were uh, allegations back in the day, but, and you know, where uh, Comer says, hey, it would take 10 years to, to uh, trace all this stuff. Not if you look. And apparently, since the Republicans took over Congress and these committees, they looked. And in in the last six months, we've seen all kinds of hard, hard evidence, smoking guns all over the place. And of course, you'll hear the Democrats just deny everything. Both whistleblowers gave testimony on how the Department of Justice tied the hands of the IRS when it came to prosecuting Hunter Biden for tax evasion. We heard Gary Shapley again, who previously testified to the Ways and Means Committee. It's been a few weeks since Shapley added a new layer of depth to what we know about the Biden crime family. One of the most shocking things we've learned from Shapley was that the FBI sabotaged the IRS's attempt to properly investigate Hunter for his $2.2 million in unpaid taxes, which to me, doesn't, the math doesn't add up even at Because first it was a few hundred thousand, then it was $2.2 It still doesn't add up when you hear all the numbers this week. Uh, So they're covering up the $2.2 million of unpaid taxes, numerous illegal write-offs for personal expenses, including drugs, sex clubs, and prostitutes, and $8.3 million in foreign income from China, Ukraine, and Romania. So, uh, and the $8.3 million is only half of the total amount coming from foreign governments to the Biden network. And I say network because it's his family and his other business partners. And the FBI didn't just stand in the IRS way by limiting what could be done legally to go after Hunter. They also did it by tipping off the Secret Service and the Bidens directly so they could shield Hunter from consequences and protect the big guy during his transition into the presidency. Here's the timeline. Shapley says Hunter Biden was assigned Secret Service protection on December 3rd, 2020, which I assume is for is the, the immediate family of all presidents. Shapley, Shapley's IRS investigators had a plan. An FBI agent was supposed to reach out to the Secret Service at 8 a.m. on December 8th. On December 8th, keep those, keep these uh these dates square. The agent was supposed to tell the Secret Service that the IRS would be coming to Hunter's Los Angeles residence to seek an interview with him as part of an uh, an official investigation. But the night before the planned visit, on December 7th, the night before, Shapley was informed that FBI headquarters had already notified the Secret Service and the transition team hours ahead of schedule. Well, why would they tell the transition team? They weren't supposed to tell the, the... the transition team they were supposed to tell the secret service so they would know when the irs guys were coming in he said this essentially tipped off a group of people very close to president biden and hunter biden and gave this group an opportunity to obstruct the approach here's more from gary shapley we had
3: a plan of uh, what how we were going to approach hunter biden that morning and ultimately we found out that the night before um, i was told the fbi headquarters contacted secret service and the transition team and told them of the pending action the next day. There was clear opportunity for them to be tipped off before we even approached them. Prosecutors instructed investigators not to ask about the big guy or dad when conducting interviews. Investigators were not allowed to follow up on WhatsApp messages from Hunter Biden's Apple iCloud backup where he suggested he was sitting next to his father.
0: That's funny. They were, they were able to go in, they were, they were told they weren't allowed to ask about anything about the big guy. That seems weird, aren't? You? Isn't an investigation supposed to find out whatever you learn? Because remember, this whole this whole investigation started them, started by them investigation, an amateur pornographic website, which led them to Hunter Biden. This didn't start out as a tax issue. Chapley was joined by his previous anonymous colleague, who was who the media has been calling whistleblower X. Now we know Whistleblower X is a 13-year IRS special agent with the Criminal Investigation Division. His name is Joseph Ziegler. He's a Democrat. He's gay, which I don't know why we need to know that. He's been attacked by fellow Democrats who knew he was the whistleblower. And he's still coming forward to tell the truth about the Bidens and how they're being protected by the Department of Justice. Here's two minutes of his opening statement.
5: We should always do the right thing, no matter how painful the process might be. I was the lead IRS case agent on the Hunter Biden investigation. In early 2020, Hunter Biden's unfiled and delinquent tax returns were being prepared, which included his 2018 tax return. During the 2020 time period, by Hunter Biden's own account, he was sober, newly married, and writing his memoir. Hunter Biden's accountants requested that he sign a representation letter stating that all the deductions were for business purposes and were being reported appropriately. Statements Hunter Biden made in his book completely contradicted what he was deducting as business deductions on his 2018 return. While writing his memoir, Hunter stated, I holed up inside the Chateau for the first six weeks and learned how to cook crack. Hunter Biden allegedly falsely claimed business deductions for payments made to the Chateau Marmont, a hotel room for his supposed drug dealer, sex club memberships, falsely referenced on the wire as a golf membership, hotels he was blacklisted from, and a Columbia University tuition payment for his adult daughter. All of these items were used to support willfulness, the willfulness element for felony tax evasion. These false deductions claimed by Hunter Biden caused a false return to be prepared that underreported his total income by approximately $267,000 and a loss to the U.S. Treasury of $106,000. With respect to the 2014 tax year, Hunter Biden did not report any of the money he earned from Burisma, a tax loss to the government of $124,000. There is nothing that I see in the public documents as to the Department of Justice's action against Hunter Biden that indicate that Hunter Biden will be required to pay tax on this Burisma income from 2014 or amend his 2014 tax return.
0: Wow. So he doesn't have to amend his tax returns. And even though we know that he got $5 million from Brisma and didn't report it. Hmm. I think that's a lot more than than the te- than the $100,000 worth of, uh, of unpaid taxes. Comer asked Ziegler to break down how much income was derived from each of the foreign sources and funneled into the accounts of numerous Biden family members, including Joe Biden's grown grandchildren who Ziegler said he was not allowed to interview.
5: Approximate total transfers from the Romania company would have been 3.1 million to everyone. How much did Hunter Biden and
4: his business associates receive from State Energy HK Limited through the Robinson
5: Walker LLC? 3 million. The total transfers from Hudson West 3 to everyone was 3.7 million. Burisma paid to everyone involved, 6.5 million. Burisma also
4: paid Blue Star Strategies and a law firm hundreds of thousands of dollars, bringing the total Burisma payments to over $7 million. Is, is that correct?
5: That is correct, $7.3 million.
4: Between 2014 and 2019, this brings the total amount of foreign income streams received to approximately $17 million, correct? That is
0: correct. $17 million more than most people will make in their entire lifetime. And these guys made it over five years, extorting it from other countries. So, and to divert away from the hearing for just a minute, on Thursday, Chuck Grassley released a copy of the FD1023 form documenting the FBI tip that Joe Biden was bribed by a Burisma CEO when Hunter was on when Hunter was on the board. So remember FD20 FD1023 are are forms that the FBI fills out when they get a tip before it's verified. So the so they they he was bribed by the Prisma CEO to fire the Ukrainian prosecutor, Viktor Shokin, and we all know the line. He sent his dad over there and said, Well, son of a bee, he got fired. Haven't we heard about this a whole bunch already? Yes, but now we've now we have hard evidence. Here's Kevin Cork with the story.
2: According to allegations contained in an unclassified FBI document released today by Iowa Senator Chuck Grassley, the then vice president, Joe Biden, and his son, Hunter, allegedly coerced the CEO of a Ukrainian energy company, Burisma, to pay them millions of dollars, about $5 million each, in exchange for their help in getting fired a Ukrainian prosecutor who'd been investigating the company. Now, the form in question is an FBI-generated FD-1023 in the form Burisma's CEO at the time told a confidential human source that he had, quote, many text messages and recordings that show he was coerced to make such payments to the Bidens. Interestingly, the document is dated June 30th of 2020. Of course, that was five months before the 2020 election.
0: Hmm, that's interesting. Do you think maybe some people that voted for Biden might not have voted for Biden? And I still don't believe Biden won. There's no way this guy got more uh, more votes than Barack Obama did and more than Trump did there's no there's just no possible way that he got got all those votes but do you think of the legitimate votes do you think if people knew how corrupt the Biden family was that they would have still voted for him i don't know and of course they documented they've got these documented leads they've got suspicious activity reports which are part of the Dodd-Frank Act that we have to file those every financial institution and, uh, and this all and we have plenty of smoking guns. But there's one Democrat in Wednesday's hearing seemed to think Republicans don't have any. That was Robert Garcia of California. But today's hearing is like most of the majority's investigations and hearings. a lot of allegations, zero proof, no receipts. Now at a certain point, the American people will need some actual
5: evidence, actual evidence. But we've seen absolutely none.
0: Yeah, what did this did this guy walk in right at the end and didn't see any of the evidence? He didn't hear about it. Uh, you know, Garcia is a former mayor of Long Beach who now represents California's forty second district, parts of Long Beach, Seal Beach, parts of Norwalk, Downey, and Commerce. You guys elected this idiot. You guys, you guys need to change that up in twenty twenty four. Garcia referenced this highlight of the hearing. But we, but we had to censor it because he, uh, he made a little statement after he talked about no evidence. But we got a lot of, and it, and uh, references. But we had to edit, edit it for the radio. And it came from someone you all know. I'm a big fan of Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia. I'm a big fan of people that have that see something and say something. She made a strong case for an argument no one has brought up yet. While cu- questioning Ziegler and Shapley, Greene de- demonstrated how serious this was. That Hunter illegally, illegally wrote off paying for prostitutes as business expenses for his law firm Owasco. And of course, we looked up Owasco. It's no longer a law firm as of 2021. And was Owasco ever a law firm? We know he's got some lawyer friends, but was it just a was it just a corporation on paper? Did they actually ever uh, give legal advice? Did they ever actually represent clients? Did any of that stuff ever happen? We we seem to doubt it. Green referenced the MAN Act, a federal law that criminalizes the transportation across state lines of any woman or girl for the purposes of prostitution or debauchery. She showed how Hunter Biden put this girl on the law firm's payroll, calling her a paralegal as his West Coast assistant for one day of work every time he hired her. But he was actually hiring her for sex than writing off the cost of her airfare as a business expense. Using a very graphic visual aid showing Hunter engaged in a sex act with this girl, Green made the case that Hunter was hiring her to make his own pornography and he was posting it on the internet. And that's how this whole thing got started. And he committed a very serious crime of human trafficking.
1: You stated that through bank records, you identified Hunter Biden was paying prostitutes related to a potential prostitution ring. Is that correct? Yes or no?
5: Yes, that's correct.
1: I've also reviewed those same bank reports, commonly referred to as SARS, Suspicious Activity Reports, and I'm very troubled by them. This particular excerpt from a SARS report talks about human trafficking and in regards to Hunter Biden and Owosco and and payments he was making. What's even more troubling to me is that the Department of Justice has brought no charges against Hunter Biden that will vindicate the rights of these women who are clearly victims under the law. You stated that the prosecutorial team was investigating violations of the Mann Act. Is that correct, Mr. Ziegler?
5: That is correct.
1: This is showing Hunter Biden paying for a victim's United flight from L.A. to Dulles. This is Hunter Biden's proof that he bought the ticket. He bought it for this woman right here. Um, She he flew her from Los Angeles to Washington on June 14th, flew her back to uh, Los Angeles, California on June 15th of 2018. And it's very serious that Hunter Biden was paying this woman through his law firm and then writing it off as business. This is a, an excerpt from a SARS report that we've read in the Treasury, and I think you, you all have looked at these too, showing that victim one was supposedly an employee of a Wasco. Um, but, but I would like to point out, this is not really what most paralegals do. Mr. Shapley, you, you started it, an investigation into Hunter Biden, codenamed Sportsman, right. which opened in November of 2018. Um, it, it was an offshoot of an investigation the IRS was conducting into a foreign-based amateur online pornography platform. Um, this, this is evidence Mr. Uh, Chairman, of, Mr. of Hunter Mr. Biden Chairman, making sex—excuse me, this is my time—making um, okay. pornography.
5: Should we be
4: displaying Mr. this, Mr. 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 Did, Chairman, did, did in the committee? Did a lady's time has expired did for of
3: order.
0: And according to every Democrat on that committee, the Biden family is innocent. There's no evidence. And this is really all about Donald Trump. Of course it is. Hey, I'm out of time for this episode of the main event. There's a lots, lots more to talk about, but I'll do all that next time. So thanks for listening to the main event. My name's Ed Hoffman and I'll be back again with you next week.